Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Doc, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Andy, the CEO of Adido. How are you doing? Very well, thank you very much. Good to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. No, no trouble at all. No trouble at all. So first and foremost, we've had this conversation just before we went live. It's pronounced Adido. Uh, I sounded like an idiot when we came on. I was trying to get it right saying Adido, which Mm -hmm. sounds stupider the more I listen to myself. Um, But you also, (laughs) uh, but you were just saying that your kids are are better at the English language than you. And they've actually told you that even you pronounce it wrong. So yes, yeah, English is a very strange language when you start looking at how it's uh, comprised and how we do actually say things. So don't feel bad at all. Just imagine writing a couple of meta descriptions and not knowing what you're saying. Um, so, so the first thing, first and foremost, this is a really good opportunity for you to give uh, Adido a plug. Tell us what you do, what you do best, what's your superpowers, things like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, we are Adido. We are, I guess, what you'd call a full service digital agency. But um, the way we describe ourselves. Um, it's been very, very commercially focused and we have commercially focused businesses achieve more from their marketing or website spend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really about building better websites, improving digital marketing uh, approaches and processes uh, and putting really good measurement in place to understand how those metrics work, um, which I guess is a lot a lot of agencies do. But we are very, very commercially driven and we hate fluff. So we're very candid yeah. about how we work and um, the way we do things. Yeah, I think I think. Um the wooliness can come from a lot of agencies where where they know how to do the services, but they're not sure why they're doing yeah. the services. Yeah. And quite a lot of the time, if you like you say, if you're commercial focused, then you 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 get how a business runs and then you can the marketing a bit is just about the the audience and the people and then just the delivery, making sure that it actually matches what the the business is trying to do. Um, I can't tell you. I, I'm sure you 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 can uh, you've got examples of this, but there's I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to people in the past when I was running the agency to mm. say, um, uh, what was it? What what what's your what's your budget? And they'd say, oh, I don't know. You tell us what what it will cost. And we're like, well it's not so much about that we need to know what you need out of it and how much yep. how, what 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 are you looking on a cost per acquisition basis what you how are you trying to 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 solve the the, the you know, square the circle of we need to spend some money in order to get some return what's the return yep. you need and i'll be able to tell you how we can get there yep. how many t- how many times do you get there and they go that's too expensive or i didn't <laughs> know it was going to cost this much or how yep. how, how, how do you get to that that number well you run the business mate so you should know yep. how you, you, you should, should know, know your numbers yeah far too often they don't and we we've been doing this for 20 years roughly and um frankly i'm fed up with those conversations and <laughs> my qualification a lot these days is you know should you be doing this yes or no i would tell you whether you shouldn't we have to, we've had a few pictures in the last week and they say well could we just do some seo like how much can we spend on seo and i'm like you don't need to do seo you need to get this right and do seo once you've figured that out 
Um, and secondly, like if they can't tell me the budget or they don't have any clue about their own measures, then again, I'll qualify them out because it's not worth my team's time, which is quite precious yeah, um, to, to put those ideas in front of you if they're actually they're, you don't know yourself. So um, yeah. we are being a bit harder on that. And I think that means we get better opportunities, which hopefully convert. So let's see. Yeah, and I think I think um, with all agencies, it, it, there's that uh, there's that thing where it's super hard really to sort of say no sometimes and it's say very no. hard. yeah and and i think you you get better at it over time especially when you know what clients work and especially work for your agency yeah so so what do you think over the last almost 20 years you say um that the has been one of the biggest successes of running adido um i mean the there have there have been many to be honest and i hope so um, 20 years <laughs> <laughs> just one but, yeah um I guess the biggest one was uh, turning the company around. I say it was it wasn't me; it was the whole team. But we were forty odd people for a number of years, and very big and very well known, particularly in Dorset. Um, but we ran into some trouble in 2015, 2016. Uh, effectively, we've been we've been growing too fast. We didn't have enough money in the bank. We made quite a few bad decisions, and mm-hmm. at one point um, we had negative um, equity. We owed the bank lots of money. We owed people money. Um, and through loan, through a bit of fudging, through a bit of goodwill, um, we managed to get through that. And we went down from like 40 down to 15. And we stayed about 20 for the last three or four years. But mm. we've managed to build the company out of debt um, with um, the clients that we've managed to retain and grow grow the business slightly. Mm. But we've grown the profit exponentially from where we've historically been. So I guess that's probably mm. the biggest thing of growth drop mm-hmm. and loss and nearly crashing and then rebirth and coming out yeah. the other side. It's, um, I mean, first of all, credit to you for for being honest about that, because it's really hard for, uh, for, as an agency owner to 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 to, to say those sorts of things. Um, it's yeah. it's another thing entirely uh, to to come out of that sort of thing from from that that kind of, like you say, the, the growth, the crash, the rebirth. The rebirth has obviously been quite successful. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think, it can it's feast and famine when it comes to agency sometimes and sometimes mm. when when you're starting out and everything's growing the feast keeps going because you've got a marketing machine but systems and processes and cash in the bank are the things that keep it going and if you don't have all of the systems and the processes for the people that you're throwing in the door and yeah. the cash cash in the bank to cash flow all of the other stuff it, it's you know it's a ticking time bomb i guess and that's what it was for us cash caught up with us in the end because mm. we'd spent a lot of it and trying to restructure um, we hadn't really got enough in the bank to be to do the big thing that we wanted to do. And because you don't have enough money in the bank, you're then constantly frustrated and you're trying to new, new trying to do new things that yeah. might work. Um, and they don't then work because you haven't invested enough and you haven't given enough time, which then means you don't have enough cash. And so you end up in this semi vicious cycle of trying to do things you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing, but you feel like you have to to try and get mm. to the next stage. And in hindsight, we should have gone from 40. We shouldn't have been at 40, number one. But we probably should have gone from like 30 back to 25 to then regrow rather than just kept adding headcount because mm. that's what agencies do and being a bit more strategic. But when you're, yeah. you know, when you've been doing it for 10 years and, and you're, you know, you think everything is success, um, you don't think like that. And so no. it's a hard lesson. It's it, it is. Um, I, I guess the thing is learning from it. And, and yeah. you know, that that comes with maturity of running a business. I think. Um, you know, not to suggest that you rebrand, but you ought to think about calling yourself the Phoenix Agency, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I mean, I try and give my time to other agency owners um, 
who are in those similar places and just say, mm. look, stop, take a step back, you know, downsize, whatever it is, because just growth for growth's sake, I think, is absolute bullshit and gets peddled a lot in the agency world, unfortunately. And people just feel like the yeah. only way they can be successful is by having another 10 staff. And I think that's complete bollocks. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's um, it's a strange thing. I you know, when you go to conferences and things like that, you get uh, people say, oh, what do you do? You say, oh, I run an agency. One of the first things they ask is, how many people how many do you people? have? <laughs> Yeah, uh, not that many, but really profitable. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm quite boring, actually. Yeah, but never mind. It's a really yeah. boring agency. You've never heard of us. Don't worry about it. But we're really good. Yeah. <laughs> Our clients know about us. We don't need to have this conversation. Do you want a beer? Yes, please. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's so, what I mean. I got I got sucked. I think we got sucked into that world. Uh, mm. And, you know, these agency groups are great, but you do feel there's a lot of uh, ego that goes around with it. Yeah. And if you get sucked into it, it's very... Um, sometimes hard to go well we just grew by one person last year and I just oh, feel no. a bit embarrassed by it yeah I, I I um I got suckered into it essentially in a similar way years ago and it wasn't until I realized that yeah actually I'm pretty lazy so it wasn't until I got to the point where I was like going through another hiring process I was like I think there's a different way of doing this this isn't success I feel like mm-hmm. I'm miserable doing this this isn't successful um uh and 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 i think one when i do the agency mastermind sessions or or any of the 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 work with any of the agencies that i spend time with the the key part is like just no bullshit we all know that we all have the same problems we all know that if we're honest about it we'll be able to help each other better Mm -hmm. uh and and if you're in a group with people who you know are honest you're going to be more likely to to you know show your vulnerability and things like that and i think it's really really it's really important to do um but then again you look on twitter for 30 seconds and you immediately feel like you've got to pump your chest out and start being a bit (laughs) bit, bit, bit bullshit if you could go back in time though to you know 20 years ago when you were starting the agency yeah what if you if i mean you know physics notwithstanding if you could go back in time yeah what one piece of advice would you give to yourself um i think it's probably just what we've touched upon which is cash is king really and if you have cash in the bank it gives you freedom and i think um particularly in our early days you know sales was sales was again particularly hard it's always hard you know trying to mm. win clients is very tricky particularly when as we were we were 22 and out of university and didn't know what the hell we were doing frankly um that was very tricky um <clears throat> But, you know, by not having enough, I guess, you know, it comes in, this comes into like then billable hours and charging the right amount, et cetera, et cetera, all things we were very naive to. Um, but if you didn't, if we didn't have the cash in the bank, then it was very, very hard to um, feel like you have freedom. And I think that's, again, why we're in this position now where we can say no to some clients is because we don't need to go and win the next piece of business for paying the bills. Yeah. Um, and so if you can build up that reserve, it does gives you opportunity to you know, be more selective, go to different things, invest. Um, yeah. And again, it's probably a very boring thing, but cash is king. And I've learned the hard way that if you take your eye off that ball, then you're in a bad place. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not lie. It sounds really boring, but it's the engine that drives the business. The, pe- the people <clears throat> are, the, the, the people are, uh, are driving the car down the road to wherever you need to go but without the 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 cash which is fueling that engine you're not going to yeah. get anywhere um and, and and ultimately like you say it comes back to bite you do you think if you looked at your 20 uh yourself 20 years ago and you gave yourself that advice do you think you'd have even listened to it though 
No, because <laughs> when, you're, when you're 22 and you think, you know, what does everyone, what these, these old farts know? Um, it's yeah. very hard to listen. Um, and I guess that's a lot of a lot of businesses. People have got the expertise and the knowledge. I guess what you're doing is, you know, well, I've done all these mistakes. Let me tell you what not to do. Mm. And you yeah. just need to hopefully open your ears and listen and have a taste of it. Because uh, yeah. I think it's probably a thing we didn't have in the early days is, that agency support there wasn't anything yeah. really around um like you do like you know agency collector agency hackers i mean there's lots of them now which are yeah, great yeah. um and so hopefully people can listen to their peers rather than some guy that's 30 years older than that doesn't really <laughs> yeah. know exactly what you do yeah i think I, I think one of the one of the things that is uh and and you kind of just suggested it by saying you wouldn't really have listened to your own advice is that uh you know i can sit there and pontificate and coach and mm. mentor and give some advice and give a bunch of templates but it it's for the person who's listening to actually be ready to hear it and yes. and and there's sometimes where where i have you know a bit of a chemistry session with a with an agency owner or a, a co-founders and you get the the feeling that they're not quite ready to mm. act on it it's a lot of mm. uh, a lot of nodding and oh yeah that sounds great but but actually you're not you've got to be ready to to listen and act act on it yeah. um and you know it, it's very easy and quite a lot of uh, of agency coaches will take those people on put them through a six month program and at the end of it go, oh, well, you just didn't do it. That's why it didn't work. Well, they weren't ready for it yet. They yeah, need they to, shouldn't uh, have taken their money. Yeah, when it, when yeah. someone when someone asks for advice or support, then they're ready, or usually they're ready at least. Yeah, so, well, I think, I think, I think so, a bit like um, when we are pitching to clients, you know, if they have had some pain in the past, I think it then helps make better decisions and I guess, similar in the agency world yeah. of you know well I've, I've tried that and yeah shit I nearly went bust or yeah. you know we did we hired the wrong person you know having that pain and something to learn from is is very valuable I don't think there's any any lessons that are ever lost it's just yeah different well, if, you, looking at. if you've if you've got a, um, a, a potential client that you've gone to directly you've outreached directly to them and uh, they didn't know you from Adam beforehand yeah uh, the sales are a lot harder because they're not a lot ready if they mm -hmm. if they've come to you and they said we know we've got a problem here we're not sure what it is can you help yeah and they're ready to listen yeah it's the same it's the same with with agency folk and we're like naturally pig-headed because i mean we were silly enough to start agencies <laughs> so you know you've got to have something wrong with you and it's going to take a lot longer to get it through your head <laughs> um so beyond the beyond the the, the cash is king and uh, you know kind of going through the the growth drop grow um, yeah. sort of cycle. Uh, what have you what what's one thing that you kind of learned that you've that you've either taken on as a lesson or learned that works really well and then used it up until you know up to now as a um, uh, I don't know you learned it the hard way for future success style type thing. Um. Again, I mean, I'm probably coming at this from a slightly boring angle, but I do run, I have run the finances for the last 20 years. So I'm very, starting very to sound like an accountant, Andy. I know. Well, it's the blue <laughs> shirt I'm wearing today. Um, but no, really like setting the targets, having clarity on them and then getting, I mean, we've evolved a system, which is, uh, again, um, not very glamorous, but uses Google Sheets, which are all linked together to, to, to piece together. If, mm. if I win this piece of work, but when it's going to be invoiced and when my cash hits the bank, and I've got that system and overview. And by having the targets very, very clear, it drives the right behavior in terms of like, are we, are we winning work that helps us to hit our target? And if we do hit that target, then what does that mean for staff? And I guess mm. looking at looking at things holistically rather than just sort of going, well, I need to drive sales or yeah. 
by team are really efficient, but then are they doing the right work and all these different things that are there. So I think taking that step back, having that um, that top level view as, as simply as you can. I mean, again, the last 20 years systems have evolved so much, um, but I don't I don't know any agency that uses one system for everything. Everyone's got a hodgepodge of about 15 things. Yeah. So it's just try to find a way that works, that gives you that, that top level view of, are we on course to where we need to be? Have we set the right targets? Are the targets aligned to where me as a business owner, agency owner actually wants to be? Going back to what you yep. said before, do I want to grow 100% or am I quite happy growing yep. my bottom line by 10%? And having having that clarity, reviewing it very regularly and making sure, again, you're, you're looking at those metrics as the business owner rather than the creative or the SEO guy or whatever it is, um, taking that, um, I guess, more mature more grown-up view of it because i think agency owners start as something they do very good um, work as a designer or as an architect or a a developer but then you have to put yourself in the business owner position to and not do those things and that's again a a transition you have to go through And, and that's again it's a really hard thing because when you start you know what you're doing yeah uh you're really good at whatever it is that you started your agency's based on yeah and people will come uh, to you and they give you referrals and great you know and i've gone from me and now it's three of us brilliant but now you know you can't be doing the work you need to get other people to do the work and letting exactly. go is a very hard skill to have i think it, it, I, yeah to- totally agree totally agree do you it, so if there's someone who's listening to this podcast right now and they're looking to start an agency tomorrow or this year yeah and they and they've been waiting all the way through this podcast they haven't they have not interested in any of the stuff we've just talked about. They're just waiting for this one piece of advice from you. Oh, God. What is it? <laughs> Assuming they're ready to listen. Um, I think, um, on, again, on reflection, this is something I'm looking at um, or thinking about certainly a lot, in, uh, in uh, even with Adidas. How do you get the, to be the best in the world? I had a chat with another agency owner um, last week, and I know that um, Peter Chap from the World Company has talked about this quite a bit. Mm. How do you become not necessarily the best in the world, but the, one of the best in your field at a certain thing? And, you know, when I talk about us, we are very commercially driven as an agency, but I'm sure there are hundreds of other agencies that say exactly the same thing. Are, is there an opportunity for you to be the best web designer for glass manufacturers is there an opportunity for you to be the best social media company for secondhand cars or something like that where Mm. there is enough scale and enough opportunity but most agencies and most businesses are not focused on that really um specific niche and i think um there's an opportunity or if i was going to start tomorrow i would pick a thing that a i like b i'm interested in b and c there's enough volume and opportunity in it to go right i'm going to be the best in the world at this thing or i'm going to focus specifically on this um, we've tried this in adido we are very travel driven we are very um so we've got a lot of history a lot of heritage and travel and tourism we also do a lot in the sort of finance sector and i think those are the two things we've always mm-hmm. tried to major on um but if i start to mow the blank piece of paper i would just go right we only do credit card promotion in facebook or something like that yeah yeah um, because i think if you can get a reputation some of those um sectors the and they're, they're very small people just job hop from different company to company they'll bring in with you they'll get worried about you know there's a best they've got the best in the world at this we need to get involved etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think um you can create a very good process driven approach that um can, you can probably charge the premium for which um other people yeah. are not looking at well often if you're the one that they that is the go-to your your name is synonymous with a thing a niche or a type of service yeah uh, then yeah you can charge more because 
why wouldn't you? People are people are expecting uh, the best because you've been yep. they've told you that you you know been told you the best, but uh, e- equally, it's it's kind of a smaller smaller pond to fish in because mm-hmm. there's less of them. But you don't need all of them, and you don't need all of everyone either. So yep. you know if you look at it and you think, well, what are the goals of this business? Well, the goals are to make this this net profit ma- amount every year for the mm-hmm. next twenty years. That's all I want, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Well, I need eight staff maximum and i need eight staff at a decent salary rate which means that i need to be earning this amount of money from this yeah. amount which then means the average amount of client value is two thousand pounds a month so yeah. we need 32 clients yep and then you and, say, right, and there cool. may be 600 in this in this industry so i need five percent of them you know and if i can get two a month for the next 18 months job done well, sounds exactly. very very simple. <laughs> it, oh yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> We're going to start tomorrow, Chris. Come on, me and you. Yeah. All right. Oh God, no, thank you. I'm never going back. <laughs> I, I, I've got PTSD from running agencies. That's that's why I do what oh. I do because yeah. it's like you say, learned all of the lessons the hard way in a sense. Uh, it's it's the most expensive MBA I think I've ever had, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it's something which. Uh, there's there's not there's very few agency coaches out there that have run an actual agency and then of those that have run an actual agency they ran them like five or ten years ago yeah yeah, yeah. um so kind of being fresh out the trenches and running an agency coaching business means that i you know i can i can talk to you and we can we we can talk on a on the same level about the same types of problems in the same type of industry knowing how it works and that's like when i when I, when you're on one side of the, the fence, a bit like a therapist, a therapist's probably got their own mental health issues, but they're there to help you because they know how to help you. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm rocking in the corner uh, on my own. Uh, right, we're then, here for uh, you. It's fine. Yeah. OK, well, great. Was that another podcast where agency owners interview me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks very much for that. That's that's incredible. It's a good bit of advice. I think that, you know, kind of try and niche down into a, either a, a, an industry type or a, a delivery type mm. um, and or both and, and get the numbers right to start with. If you get the numbers right to start with, you can then kind of on a piece of paper work out whether or not that is viable. You know, if there's yep. only 15 uh, something somethings in an area, then you, you can't do it. And um, you can then extrapolate you can grow a little bit or something like that the, the, only, the only thing i think is a barrier to that and it's something that we toyed with about 10 years ago um it's just understanding what the current um audience pays for the sort of service that you think you're going to deliver so mm. if it was say glass manufacturer um how do you know how much the biggest glass manufacturer spends on ppc like is it two grand a month and if so yeah. like that's not really the opportunity so i think there's a again this is all in every textbook I'm sure I ever published about business studies or marketing, like do your market research, do your audience research and just try and find out. But yeah. a lot of the time we just go, oh, it'll be fine. Like we'll just do it and it'll work. But then yeah. you, we've done it before and you've gone a certain amount of way down the path. And then you realize everyone in this market's got 600 pounds to spend a month. Well, I need three grand and this isn't gonna work. Yeah. Um, so again, that's probably the only caveat is like pick your niche and then figure out if actually they can spend what you need to achieve on your bits of paper you just mentioned. 
Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic piece of advice there. So thank you very much for giving that advice. And also thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll meet next week and I'll, I'll do it the other way around. Yes. <laughs> God's sake, I'm terrified. Um, and on our next podcast, we'll have a different agency leader talking about their journey and the things they've learned along the way. So thanks very much for listening. Bye.